Welcome to another podcast from Gardening with Jason. It's April now and the weeds are loving the warmer weather. I don't know about you, but in my garden, the weeds are having a whale of a time. Grass has popped up everywhere, dandelions are appearing, and all sorts of wonderful weeds, some of which are useful, some of which are really unwelcome. I've even, unfortunately, started to find the dreaded mare's tail appearing in my garden. It's creeping in from the allotment under the shed. There's very little of it at the moment, but I have to keep on top of it to stop it getting established. It's very difficult to get rid of. It's very persistent. And for those of you that don't know, mare's tail or horse tail, as it's commonly called, was around in the time of the dinosaurs. If you go to the British Museum, they have fossilized examples of it in there. So it's not a pleasant weed and it's very hard to get rid of. Now, dandelions, they're going to be all over your plot, and St. George's Day is in April, so of course they flower. Dandelions are a wonderful plant. Now, most of us think they're a weed, and we dig them up and chuck them away. Yeah, fair enough. However, dandelions are actually really, really useful, and if you keep them under control, and you remove them before they get too big, they are actually quite useful. Now, firstly, the flowers of dandelions are really, really good for... Uh, early season pollinators such as bees so because they're one of the first flowers to appear they help bees come to your plot now if you've got fruit trees you want them pollinating i have apple and pear trees and the plum tree and now i'm lucky enough to have a, a green gauge tree on my allotment but i want these pollinated so i get a good crop and the bees love the dandelions and they flock to them so what you do is you allow them to flower then when the flowers past its best and starts to die pull the flower off and get rid of it that is do it before it starts to uh, form a seed head don't put it in your compost because it can still form a seed head and send seeds everywhere stick it in a plastic bag and let it rot there or take it home and put it in your council waste bin but as well as that dandelions have other uses the young leaves are wonderful uh, in the salad you can eat them raw they're, they're absolutely delicious it's worth a try obviously give them a wash first the flowers make a lovely wine. The root can be used to make uh, coffee. It's ground and uh, used as a coffee sub- substitute. You can actually find dandelion coffee in many health food shops. So this this sort of weed, and it gives you an idea, that most of the weeds that we look at and go, oh no, we got them on our allotment or in our garden, they're actually quite useful plants. And many of them are descendants of the plants we grow today. A lot of the plants that you'll see growing as weeds some of them are members of the brassica family and related to your cabbages, cauliflowers and Brussels sprouts and so on. So weeds are very, very useful. And if you're interested, I've actually written a book about weeds. It's on the, on the internet. You can find it on my website, gardeningwithjason.com or on Amazon. And it's a gardener's guide to weeds. And it's basically telling you all about the commonly grown weeds and how actually some of them can be quite useful. So check it out and have a look. So not all weeds are bad, but of course, they're absolutely everywhere. So I don't know about you. I've covered part of my plot. I'm busy digging them up at the moment, trying desperately to get rid of the weeds. And there just seems to be more and more of them. The quicker I get rid of them, the quicker they grow. And of course, as I turn the soil, I'm exposing weed seeds from under the soil. And they're coming up to the surface, getting light and going, hey, and starting to grow. So anyway, that's enough for that. But now April is when serious planting time starts but let's start by talking about what you can harvest 
So April is quite an exciting month if you grow asparagus. It's the first month where you can really harvest it and it's really good. So you, you want to harvest stems when they're about as thick as your index finger. You know, about the size you'll see them in the shop, no, no bigger. Once they get bigger than that, they start to get a bit tough and a bit woody. And once the sort of flowers start to open at the top or the leaves open at the top, then again, they're not as good. So harvest them as quickly as possible and you take them out with a sharp knife just below the soil. I use scissors sometimes. It depends on what I've got to hand. There is actually a tool you can buy that is designed for harvesting asparagus, but you don't need it. A sharp knife or pair of scissors does the job, but you cut it just below the soil level. Now, asparagus is best eaten within about three or four hours of it being harvested because the spears are at their sweetest and the sugars in there haven't yet started turning to starch. Kale is another thing you can harvest now. It's probably the last month you can harvest kale from last year. Uh, don't plant kale again in the same location this year. Be aware that obviously butterflies are going to start coming out, so they're going to go straight for your brassicas. So if they're uncovered, get them covered before they get invaded by cabbage white butterflies. There might still be a few leaks. You might have to trim a few layers off them, but any leaks that are left from last year, now's the time to get them up, really. Um, any you can't use, just blanch and freeze them. Some of the lettuces you sown last year, again, they should be ready to harvest now. And rhubarb. I love rhubarb. I've got plenty of it on my allotment. And again, now is about the first month. Sometimes it's ready in March. You can start pulling a few um, stalks in March. But usually it's about April time when you start actually harvesting it with any degree of seriousness. Now the easy way to pull it is hold one hand towards the base of the stalk near the bottom of the plant, one higher up, and then sort of just twist it and pull, and it should come out fairly easily. Cut the leaf off and compost it, or alternatively, put the leaf under your gooseberries, because rhubarb leaves apparently repel gooseberry sawfly. So that's something you can try. You can use the stalks fresh or frozen. You may also see a flower stalk coming up on your rhubarb today. There are pictures of it on my social media. And you'll see this stalk coming up from the middle of the plant and it will turn into a flower stalk. Just pull it off, cut it off, compost it. You don't need that. All that does is start taking away some of the goodness from the stems and stop the plant from concentrating on producing the stalks that you actually eat. So just leave that. Spring cabbage. Some spring cabbages might be ready now. Now, with pointed cabbages, you can either wait until the heads are fully formed and the, the leaves are tight, or you can harvest them when the leaves are still a little loose. It doesn't really matter. Same with your spring cauliflowers. Get those before the heads start to loosen up. Make sure the curds are firm and they're nice and white, or obviously if you're going coloured, a coloured version, and harvest those. Blanch and freeze any that's too much for you to use. Cauliflowers you can't leave in the ground for too long. Cabbages you can usually get away with leaving them for quite a while before they go over. But, but cauliflowers, the curds start to separate and then they lose a lot of their flavour. You can still eat them, but they, they don't look pleasant and a lot of people prefer not to. If you've planted spring onions last autumn, about now they should be ready to harvest. Just be careful you don't pick them when they get too big. If you leave them to get too big, they become really, really strong. And to be honest, they can be a bit overpowering. So you really want to start uh, picking them when they're a bit smaller and using them in your salads. 
spinach, if the weather's not been too bad and uh, they, the gods have been smiling on us, then you might start getting some of the first spinach this month. The young leaves, obviously, you can eat them raw in salads. You can cook with them. There's lots and lots of things you can do with them. And April is probably the last month you can harvest your sprouting broccoli. Now, obviously, with sprouting broccoli, there's early and late season varieties. So you can harvest usually, depending on the variety, from about November through to March or April time. So this is really the last month that you're going to find any that you can harvest. So once you've finished harvesting it all, you can dig it up, put it on your compost pile, and then plant something else in the same area. If you've been growing Swiss chard or leaf beets, now's a good time to harvest those as well. The young leaves are much nicer, but you can eat the older leaves. Just um, when, when you eat the low, older leaves, cut the stalk down the middle, you know, the tough stalk, cut that away and just eat the leafy bit because when they get a bit too mature, the stalk becomes very chewy and, to be honest, a, a little bit unpleasant to eat. So you can harvest that as well. So there's lots and lots that you can be getting on with. And of course, everything's going to be flowering. The allotment's coming to life. It's a really, really good time of year. But you've got to make sure, my top tip at this time of year is if there's an area of your allotment or vegetable garden that you are not using, cover it. Get a decent quality woven weed membrane. You can find those online on Amazon, or you can get big plastic tarpaulins, put them on the ground and cover it. This will kill off the weeds and stop them from taking over. Otherwise, what happens is you're digging away or sorting out some of your allotment. You turn around and suddenly the rest of the allotment's covered in weeds. And that is soul-destroying. So things that you need to do is cover it. The problem with tarpaulins is they're not breathable. So when you put it on the ground, the water doesn't go through and it just pools on top. That's not so good for the soil because then when you eventually take it off, the soil is bone dry and it's really unpleasant. The woven weed membrane allows the water through so that uh, it does, doesn't pool and it does feed the soil. And it does work very, very well. But don't buy the cheap fabric ones that you find in pound shops and places like that because, to be perfectly honest, they're a waste of time. If you don't want to spend the money on weed membrane, go out and buy lots of, uh, get lots of cardboard, go to industrial estates, bike shops, uh, electrical shops, anywhere where things are shipped in cardboard, and most of them will hand you cardboard all day, every day, because they have to pay to dispose of this waste. So if you turn up and go, hey, can I take some of your rubbish away? They'll go, money saver, yes, please, and off you go. So cover it with, I, I tend to put down a couple of layers of cardboard, over, overlap it, make sure there's no soil, weigh it all down with bricks, rocks, or whatever you've got hanging around on your allotment, and that just stops everything from getting out of control. I've seen so many people, and I, I've been guilty of it myself in the past, I've done, made the same mistake. So many times I have let the allotment get out of control because I've been concentrating on digging and I've not covered the other areas. And I've always, you sit there and think, oh, I can easily dig that. But when you start digging, I mean, I was down yesterday uh, and in about two hours, two hours, I dug probably about two square meters. Um, I was getting the, the rocks out. The, the soil at my allotment's never been dug properly. It's been left to it for a long time. So I was really going through the soil, getting all the rocks out, getting all the weeds out. There's, as I said, mare tails start to come in, and there's some bindweed as well, and some cooch grass. 
So I've been trying to get all that out. So I've really been going through the soil carefully, trying to get it under control. Digging is never as fast as you think it is. I have, however, and it's my, part of my cunning plan, is I have gone around the allotment and I've started, when I'm seeing like nettles coming up and docks and dandelions once they finish firing, I've been digging them up. I've had dandelions out with two foot roots. You know, this is how long the pot's not been properly dug. So I'm really trying to get some of those over. Some of the bigger clumps of grass, I've been turning them and just sort of turning the soil upside down and saying, right, well, that will do. I'll come and sort it out later on. So there's lots you can do, but covering it, I think, is one of the best things you can do. Now, the vegetable garden. There's lots and lots of jobs. Now the weather's warming, there is a lot that you can do. However, the risk of frost is still there in many areas. So just keep your eye on the weather and be aware that if a frost is going to happen or there's any risk of it or you go outside at night, you think, mm, yeah, it feels a bit chilly, go and cover tender plants because I see so many people that get all excited. They see a lovely weekend in April. They put some stuff in the ground. Suddenly there's a frost and everything's dead and they have to start again. So just be very, very careful. There is still a risk of frost. What can you do? Right, asparagus. If you're planning on starting asparagus, get them in the ground this month. Otherwise, you're too late. It's too late to plant them. They'll have to go in next year or be binned. It's far too late. Dig them in, cover them, and then leave them alone. You don't harvest asparagus for the first year at all. And then in the second or third year, you can slowly start to harvest it. It's a very, very slow crop. You do need a lot of patience, and it's going to take up an area of your vegetable garden or allotment for a long, long time. Aubergines. You can get away if it's somewhere warm, sowing them now, or if you've got a greenhouse. Usually people are getting their aubergines in the ground in sort of January to March because they're very slow growing and it takes a long time for them to mature. Beetroot. You can put, plant them out now. Plant the seeds direct. If it's cold or it's too wet, just cover them with cloches or with uh, fabric just to keep them warm. Broad beans. They can be sown direct. Again, protect with cloches if necessary. Broccoli, check the seed packet. Some of them can be sown outdoors direct now. Some will want starting off indoors. Same with Brussels sprouts and cabbages and other members of the brassica family. Carrots, get those in the ground now. Cover them. Carrot fly is a real pain in the rear end. Now, you can plant onions and other smelly plants around, which will distract them. It does work to a degree but I wouldn't say it's 100% effective. So what I always recommend is plant some of the companion plants around and that helps, but just cover them as well. I covered mine last year, apart from the one time when the mesh blew off, uh, they were covered the whole time. And in that one time, they, they, they were uncovered for maybe a day and carrot fly found their way in. However, the damage was a lot, lot less than the previous year when they weren't so well covered. Chilies and peppers, again, you're getting a bit late to start those now. However, there's plenty of choice in the stores. Most garden centers and even supermarkets will have sort of chilies and peppers, aubergines, tomatoes, and all those in now that you can go and buy park-grown plants, which obviously saves you a lot of time. Courgettes, get those in the ground now, ready for next month. Same with cucumbers, get those in the ground now. French beans, bit cold outside for them. But start them off in pots in your greenhouse and then plant them out next month when it's warm. Jerusalem artichokes, if you're someone that likes these, then the tubers need to go in by the end of this month. Otherwise, again, it is too late for them to mature. 
Kohlrabi, again, they can be planted out now. They're quite hardy, but if you started them off last month in your greenhouse, now you can start getting them into the ground. Same with leeks. If you started them off last month, you can start getting them outdoors. You can sow direct or plant out ones that you've already started. The way you plant leeks is make a hole in the tre- or a trench, and then you put the leek in it. You don't fill it by hand. You just water. When you water it, you let the soil flop into the plant. And this makes make sure that um, because you haven't compacted the soil down around the plant, what it does is it makes sure that the soil around the stem is quite loose so that when the stem matures, it can grow and expand without having to fight its way through really, really tough soil. And that basically means you end up with bigger, fatter leeks. So that's the way we recommend that you plant them. Any lettuces and leafy salad vegetables, get them in the ground now. You can plant them direct. Just cover them a bit if they if it uh, looks like it's a bit cold. Lettuces don't like hot weather. They don't germinate well when it gets too hot. So get them in the ground to get them planted now. Parsnips, again, last month to get parsnips in the ground so that they mature for later in the year. Parsnips are, are difficult. Depends on how you want to grow them. You can grow them in toilet rolls, the insides of toilet rolls, and then plant those direct. Or you can germinate them on kitchen roll and plant them. But parsnips don't like being transplanted, so that's why those two methods are used. They're usually sown direct. Peas can be planted direct as well. Again, if it's a bit cold, cover them. As you're planting them, get the pea sticks in place now, because otherwise when you put them in when the plants are bigger, you can end up damaging the roots of the plants. Potatoes. We all love potatoes. Second early and main crop potatoes are ready to be planted now. Get them in the ground. Your first early potatoes probably need earthing up, so just pile earth over the tubers just to make sure they're not exposed to light. Pumpkins, squashes, all of those, plant them in pots in your greenhouse, ready to plant out next month. And again, sweet corn. Start that off indoors in deep pots. Again, the inside, cardboard insides of toilet rolls are perfect. So start them off in those and then get them in the ground as it warms next month. Now, of course, your fruit garden is going to be busy as well. There's lots to do there. Black currants, feed them. Give them a high nitrogen feed, maybe some blood, fish and bones, something like that. Give them a good feed and they'll hopefully produce a nice crop for you this year. Blackberries, again, give them a good, good feed. Weed around the canes and make sure that you're tying up the canes as and when they uh, appear and as they grow so that they don't get damaged. It's very easy. Black, blackberries sort of ramble, so it's very easy for you to stand on the canes or for them to grow into public areas if you've got an allotment. Uh, I, I caught mine growing up onto the car park, so I had to sort of contain them because I've noticed someone had actually run over one of the canes. So, you know, you've got to be careful with those. Now, if you've got fruit trees you want to plant, many of the stores will have uh, container-grown plants in. It's too late, really, for bare root plants. You won't be able to get them. But the container-grown plants will be there. They will be in uh, the, the pound shops, the supermarkets, and places like that. So now's a good time to stock up on all the so blackcurrants, gooseberries, raspberries, whatever it is you like to grow. Now's a good time to get a few plants and stick them in the ground and let them go. If you grow apricots, peaches, or nectarines, they should still be flowering. Just hand-pollinate them because they, they're quite delicate. They Sometimes they don't get pollinated very, very well. Now, cherry, plum, apricots, peaches, and nectarines, the stone fruits. Once the leaf buds have opened, 
you can prune them. So if there's some pruning that needs doing on those trees, towards the end of the month is a good time to get them pruned. Raspberries, give them a weed round the bottom, check for any new canes coming up and either remove them. This is from Autumn Fruiting Raspberries. They, they send out runners that become new canes. So check for new canes that grow in unwanted areas and either dig them up or leave them to grow a little bit bigger and then dig them up and move them to somewhere where you want them. Strawberries, feed those and just net them uh, if necessary to protect them. But make sure that you keep them uncovered uh, during some time so that the flowers can be pollinated. Just keep an eye on them. They should be okay. Again, remove any dead or dying leaves, weed around them. Because, of course, the weeds are coming up. You're likely to find grass or whatever coming up in the middle of your strawberries. There's a lot of other jobs that you can be doing as well. It's, it's a very, very busy month. Plants that you've grown in modules that get a bit too big, they need moving to larger containers. Uh, you need to prepare seed beds. You need to dig. You need to break up lumps of earth. Keep an eye on all your seedlings. Make sure you don't overwater them. Make sure you don't underwater them. Try and keep on top of the weeds. And just remember that plants you're wanting to plant outside. So, for example, I've grown some board beans in my greenhouse. And these are going to get planted in the ground. So I wanted to start some off in the greenhouse so I could get part-grown plants in the ground so that uh, I had a bit of a head start and we'd get more crops. So I've got some more that I'm going to put in the ground as just the beans. So hopefully the ones I've grown in the greenhouse will mature quicker and they'll have a longer harvesting season. But you need to harden them off. Now what a lot of people do is they take things straight out of the greenhouse, put them in the ground, and then they wonder why they either die or don't grow very well, or just look like they're really, really struggling. And that's because the plants get uh, accustomed to their environment. So when they're in the greenhouse, they're not used to the cold, the wind, rain, elements, anything like that. So they, they get quite upset, and understandably so, when they're planted out in them. So what you need to do is start taking your plants out of your greenhouse, put them outside. So I, I put mine just on the paths on my allotment, and I leave them there. And then in the evening, they get put back in again. And you just put, do that for about five or six days and then leave them out till later at night. And then over the next couple of days, leave them out later and later and later until finally they are left out all night. And then they'll be ready to plant out. Now, I, I forgot one year to, to harden off my, one of my pumpkins. And the other pumpkins shot off and grew really, really well. But this one was at the back of the greenhouse and I forgot about it. And I was busy with other stuff. And I, I put it in the ground, straight in the ground without hardening off. And it really, really did struggle. I was actually quite surprised. It, in the end, it worked out to be a very good experiment to understand why hardening off is important. But it was interesting to see how it really, really did struggle. But it did grow eventually. Uh, um, but it, it took about... Well, it must have been in the ground for about four or six, four to six weeks, I reckon. Yeah, about four to six weeks before it actually started showing signs of it was growing. It, it just sat there and didn't do anything for a long, long time. So harden off any plants you're planting, planning on planting outside. A few bits and pieces to do in your greenhouse. Again, clean it if you haven't already. Fix the guttering, repair any damage. We've had a lot of storms in May. Go around and check all the panes are securely fastened. Put in more glass clips if necessary. Uh, if you haven't already started sweet peas, get some of those planted and put them in your greenhouse. But start them off in really, really deep pots 
and keep them out of the frost. And on warm days, your greenhouse will benefit from vents, windows, or the doors being opened just to allow a bit of air circulation in and just allow it to um, not get too humid and too, too, too warm in there. And it'll help the plants sort of adjust to real life. So you can see that April's very, very busy. There's an awful lot to do. And I think there's a lot to get on with. It does start to get very, very busy. Hopefully, if you've done a lot of things sort of previously over the last winter, then you've just got to cope with planting. If you've prepared the beds and everything else in the quieter months, then you have a lot less to do. That's it for April. I'm going to say happy gardening to you and hope that you have a absolutely wonderful month. You get lots grown and lots done. And I will very much look forward to catching up with you next month. So visit me uh, on social media or go to my website, gardeningwithjason.com. Drop me a line. Great to hear from you and happy gardening and happy April.